Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Fireside Chat here, Monday, January 31, 2022. Here! I just got that intro perfect, didn't I? First time. Yes. First time we're on season four, four three? Uh, three? Four? Yeah, this is four. four. Yeah. Nailing it. Love it, man. Good for you. Is it on an index card? Be honest with me. Do you have a teleprompter up there? <laughs> it is not, actually. Interesting. Uh, just, I was bound I feel to get like it right I... sooner or later. Yeah, you know. Everything. The date and show and... All the things. Co-host, yeah. The co-host. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I am your host's favorite host, so... That's true. You should get that right. <clears throat> oh, man. I am... I'm out of breath, actually, right Shocking. now, Dan. Really? Uh, well, you know. So, <clears throat> while I have been doing... Like, I haven't really been cleared for the amount of shit that I've been doing anyway. Um, the one thing that I have not been doing uh, is is like actually running. Um, and that has nothing to do with my heart, shockingly. Um, that has... General life. It's all, it's all the other things. Yeah. It's everything. I mean, the second I start running, my lower back just falls <laughs> below my asshole. Um, it's, I, I mean, it's very unpleasant. Uh, it, it's still working its way back up the spine as we speak um you know it's it's not a little tail that looks like a you know rectal dick it's not that it's it's just pain uh that is protruding from the anus at this point but um <clears throat> no i so i i've had a i've been battling an achilles issue for most of the second half of my last year's baseball season and i really haven't been testing it to run and i was like well you know what if i pop an achilles and have a heart attack you know that that pretty much spells the end of me, right? So I take the dog because I figured, God forbid anything happens, he'll run home and get Steph. Uh, <laughs> but uh, which, by the way, that little fucker today. So I took him for my earlier, like I took him for a walk earlier. And uh, and we got to the very furthest opposite end of my neighborhood. So <sighs> I don't know, we're probably like almost a mile away like in path terms like i'm sure like cutting through yards and shit like as the crow flies yeah you know yeah could have been a li little shorter back to home he's walking totally fine everything's all swell and all of a sudden out of nowhere he just holds his right front paw up and like holds it back and starts whimpering and i'm like i'm like i'm having a fucking heart attack at this point like not like like this is not okay <laughs> this, this is this is my guy he's my yeah. best friend he's the only person i talk to is my employee now so, <clears throat> so I immediately go to be like, all right, what's going on? And I go to, I touch his leg and he like rolls over onto his side and just starts yelping and baring his teeth at me. And I'm like, I don't really know what to do in this situation. Like, yeah, uh... I like, do I, I got to pick the 70 pound dog up from a mile away and jog him home Two things that I don't want to do right now. Do I leave him and like tie him around a tree and then run or, you know, sprint home 
and then drive back and get him. But I was like, well, I can't sprint too fast. I might pop an Achilles or die of a heart attack. It's like, how do I play? Do I thumb it? Do I sit there and just say, I live on the other side of the neighborhood? <laughs> like, what do you do in that situation? And I was like, dude, we got to call your mom. But he heard the word mom, whom is his favorite human. He just put his leg right down and just started dragging me with all force of clearly four healthy paws home because he thought that meant that Stephanie was home. I wanted to stab him like I wanted to break his leg just so he knew what he thought <laughs> yeah. he did. I was like, you little asshole. But anyway, so <clears throat> now I'm taking him for a run at night again, just in case bad things happen. I figure he'll run home and get Steph now that this theory has been essentially proven. So I, I run at, at the beginning of my block. I run past this older woman and by the grace of God, it happened to be as a track was turning over in my headphones and so I could hear her speak. And this this little older woman with a cane, you know, and she's just like, <clears throat> you know, she goes, you know, excuse me. Now I'm running with a dog. Like, I, I don't know who runs with their hands out in front trying to catch up with the dog. Like, it's just, it's weird. And she goes, you know, could you please move my car out of the ice? And she goes, oh my, oh, I'm sorry. Never, never mind. Never mind. And I'm like, what? I'll hold on. I was like, you look. <laughs> Like you genuinely need help. So we're talking about cars me... in a minute. Remind me to bring that again. Continue. All right. Fair enough. Good transition. See, we don't need fucking questions. Yeah. So I run the dog back home. I let him inside. Uh, and <clears throat> I, I say to Stephanie as I'm running out the door, cause I have to be back in time for, for this show. It's we're on a fucking schedule. We're yeah. back on time now. I wasn't going to be late. I tried telling Stephanie, I got to go help an old lady, but I spoke so quickly as I was running out the door that it apparently I said, I got to go fuck an old lady. <laughs> Oops. So I ran down. <laughs> Steph's texting me. Uh, I feel like I feel the vibrations and I'm like, well, Hey, if I was going to fuck her, thanks for at least, you know, providing some vibrational support to the member and unit just in case it wasn't, you know, up to, you know, seeing the elderly. So <clears throat> I get back to this woman and now I'm terrified because she, I, and again, I'm, I'm wearing, you see me, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. You know, I had that over my head. Uh, we just spoke like 90 seconds earlier and I was like, yeah, I was like, hey, like, do you have any salt? And she's like, who are you? And I'm like, um, what? <laughs> guy you just solicited help from. You'd like me to move your vehicle out of the ice. And she was like, I said no such thing. And I was like, oh, okay, have a good night. <laughs> I turn back around and I start jogging back home. I get three or four houses down and I just hear a wail. Like, a, like a, just a shriek. And I was like, oh, fuck me. So I turn around and now she's leaning on what I can only assume is her neighbor's car. And her cane is like pointing at the opposite direction as the rest of her body. She hasn't fallen, fallen yet, but she has incredible strength of the upper body for an elderly woman. So I come back walking back and I'm like, ma'am, I can help you. Well, I, look, my name is Billy Meats. I was like, <laughs> I, I can help you right now. Like, what what is it that you need? Would you like me to just walk you to your car? And she says, no. She goes, I'm waiting for someone to come. He said he would move my car. And I was like, that was me. <laughs> and I was like, I, like, 
<sighs> you know what? I'll tell that guy when he gets back. So I sit there and I'm like, all right, here we go. Um, Did you, know, you like, like change clothes in between here? No, just... 90 seconds. I literally went and told Stephanie I was going to go fuck an old lady, apparently. <laughs> and sprinted right back down to where, you know, to where she was. Um, so now I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, like I finally get through to her and she's just like, there's a bucket of salt at the top you know, of my step over there. And I'm like, okay, not a problem. I was like, I'll, you know, I'll salt the area and then I'll move your car out for you. And she's like, are you going to steal it? And I'm like, <laughs> are you going to stop me if I am like, I would be the most courteous car theft human on the planet if I salted it. You Before made sure I she stole. didn't fall over first rather than right. just push her out of the way like, and take the car. You know, yeah. I, I, I really needed this 1997 Honda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she neglects to tell me that this thing has only, it doesn't have either headlight. It only has like the running lights. So, and I'm like this, it's pitch blackout. Like what's happening right now? <laughs> the right brake light is out, but the left one's good. And so I'm going to back out. Now, I'm not going to move this woman's seat to put back out of a driveway, right? Or a parking space. But no one else can tell that I'm moving either. And she's naturally, it's her car, a giant truck, and then who knows what on the other side. So I'm backing out and I just hear, and I'm like, God damn it, man. Now she thinks that, like, I definitely can't drive either. And I was like, listen, like, you would assume. And she goes, oh, the, the brake light's out. And I'm like, it's also a little dim up front. She goes, the, I don't have headlights. And I'm like, why are you, you shouldn't, would you like to go inside? Where were you going tonight? Yeah. Do you want me to run the errand for you? Like, what's happening here? And she goes, I've just been telling the township that this water is just pumping out. Every time that my neighbor uses the toilet, who poops that much? And I was like, <laughs> my co-host and I regularly discuss our bowel movements. Indian Perhaps style. it's his home. So, yeah. So I moved the car. And she goes, you better put that salt back. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I, sure. I'll go take care of that right now. I get back to the bucket and she yells and salt that driveway one more time. I was like, fuck this lady's an asshole. <laughs> So I was like, all right, so I salted anyway, just because I, at this point, like, I just wanted to get fucking home. Okay. I don't care how horrible the human she is. Uh, and I walked back out and I was like, do you, do you need help getting to your car? And she's like, I don't need help getting to my car. And I was like, well, I mean, you needed help with every other part of this experience. So I just thought I'd be certain before I started walking away and heard you scream again yeah. because you fell into a neighbor's car. And she goes, well, I can't fall into a car now. And I said, you're sure. Not a problem. You take care. So I start walking away and just down. And I'm like, here we go. I was like, now here's the question of conscious, Dan. Do I go back and help this woman up and then just suggest, why don't I walk you inside if you're able? Or do I just go home and just say, you know what? I did my part here. I debated it for quite a long time in front of her. So I just stared at her while I contemplated the whole thing. 
and I'm just making dead ass eye contact with her. Just I'm like, oh, fuck me. Sorry. I was thinking about whether or not to help you up. And she goes, just help me. I said, no problem. So I go and anyone who who's ever like had to unfortunately help an older person up, um, you like you have to help them up from behind them. You put your arms underneath it's dead their right. arms. Yeah. yeah. And you just kind of have to guide them up. Um, and I don't know why I was erect at the time, but uh, so I'm <laughs> just kidding. I just wanted to see the face. But I go and I go to help her up. Right. And I'm like straight at I'm, I'm, my arms are straight out in front of me. And I'm just kind of like lifting her up slowly as she's like trying to gather herself. And she says, don't touch my breast. And I'm like, what is fucking happening right now? Now I really did fucking older woman. I don't even realize it. But we get back to the car and I, and I, I get back home and like I walk inside and like stuff's like, you look sick. And I'm like, I, uh. Uh, I didn't mean to fuck her. I I got a podcast to record, and I just left. So she has no idea what's happening right now. She could, just, I mean, I'm sure she she knows it didn't actually fuck anyone or anything, but she doesn't know the entirety of this story. There's a Facebook page that complained about dog shit. I know for damn sure that I'm making the page tomorrow. Like, there's going to be like a watch out. There's a senior citizen groper out there. I'm like, she <laughs> fell. <laughs> So, long story short, that's why I'm fucking out of breath, Dan. Okay. It's a horrible experience. But you had a story about a car. I did. I did. Um, Lay it it on snowed. Me. It uh, did. The other day. And mm-hmm. my neighbor was the only one who didn't move their car off the street. Piece of shit. So, thus, the plow has to get back in the road and go around. So, my spot was in turn compromised. Snow. Yeah. So, as the rational human being that I am, I did not just shovel it. I buried her car in. (laughs) I took the snow out of my spot, put it behind and next to her car. Fuck you. If you don't move your car, you're the only asshole in the whole fucking street. It's a gentle nudge. So I just, yeah, I just did that. And then she just let it sit there for a couple days. I guess she cleaned them off this morning and she brushed all the snow into the middle of the streets and other snow and ice back in the road. So just fucking, I may be going to hell for that one, but I'm pissed. I, so it, all right. Poor weather really does bring out the best or worst in people. And the best people are obviously the ones who, in your case, move the car. The worst people in this scenario are the ones who take to social media, looking for recognition and, just, I want everyone to know how great of a guy I am because I shoveled my neighbor's spot out. <laughs> Fuck you! You're the worst person. You think I Dan's the worst person like, right I now? Buried this bitch's car in there. She didn't. And you would have fell somewhere in the mi- in the middle, Dan. That would have been fine. Like that's to me. It's still. It's it's a. She's it's still a in touch. She's imbalance. driving over it now in between them. Dude, like, that's just stupid. These people. Sake. Yeah, they're not great humans, yeah, man. No remorse. She's no, got spots too. She got old goddamn. Like field out back, she can put her shit in. She has like an RV back there. She could easily park the fucking car next to it. Nope, didn't do it. I was fucking stupid. If you're wondering I'm... why I'm grabbing my chest, by the way, and moving my arm, um, I slipped walking the dog a couple days ago. 
I didn't fall. I caught myself, but your whole body kind of jolts. And sure. At the time, I was like, well, my neck seems fine and my back is fine. I guess I didn't fuck anything up. Well, the next morning I got up and it felt like somebody put a sword through my chest. The right I'm side sure. of my sternum out my right shoulder blade. It's fucking brutal, man. Just agony. Still? Yeah. That's that's not swell. You should see a doctor. Yeah, I probably should. But Then we can just die. <laughs> We could sit there and talk about your medical experiences <laughs> instead of mine for a change. How excellent would that be? Yeah. I, uh, I, know, I wonder what that happened. Friday night? Yeah. On day three now. It's, uh, yeah, that seems less than pleasant, man. Yeah, it's not fun. I don't know if it's a rib issue or... Considering it's like the whole goddamn side of my body here, I would assume it is. But I don't have any problems breathing. It's more just sitting uncomfortably. But... You know, that's not uh, not the most yeah. fun thing in the world. Doesn't sound great. Definitely doesn't sound great. No. Oh man. So I um I so I've been working on losing weight, right? Um and I try to cut a bread on my diet and it's been fucking impossible. I alright. Side note on that. It's one of those bread things you pasta. don't even realize how much you eat until you try to take it out. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I can't have burgers and fucking cheesesteaks anymore. But, like, I can't even have a fucking BLT. No, it's bread. Sorry. No can do. <laughs> Fuck off. God yeah, damn it's, it. I, I could never do it. Um, you know, bread and pasta. Is, and I've tried. Don't get me wrong. I have tried to uh, to completely eliminate, you know, the, the those types of carbs. And I'm like, I just, like, I found it hard to, like, find the necessary uh calories intake for my day given my actual diet and what i typically have on hand in my home um so it was just but yeah i I can't can't do it um so more power to you good luck if it works great if not you know i'll I'll see you in the bread aisle also furiously masturbating (laughs) um (laughs) but i'm anyway i'm trying to lose (laughs) i'm trying to lose this weight right and like I've had to get like blood tests done to see if like anything's like chemically not right with me that is like hurting my ability to actually lose weight at a normal pace um, because the, the amount of changes that I'm making to my life like should really start to see sure. actual progress in this where it really hasn't like I've always so my doctor tells me right my doctor tells me that like my ideal weight for my frame uh, because believe it or not, like I do still carry quite a bit of muscle, especially in my legs, um, is about 210, right? So I'm like, all right, well, like I think that's doable, right? Like, I like that's that's not like, that to me is 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 not uh, too dramatic of a life change whatsoever. So, but, but the thing that like I need is is like I need a partner to work out with in order to like keep any type of actual workout consistency. And then I also need like some sort of reinforcer uh, or like reward at the end for like achieving whatever it is those goals are. So like I used to sit there and just be like, all right, for every like 10 pounds I lose, like that'll be like I'll have a cheat day uh, and like I'll, I'll kind of splurge on on like I don't eat any sweets at all. Um, and like maybe that day, like I'll grab a cookie somewhere or something. Right. But I was like, man, that like just doesn't work anymore. It's been the same thing I've been trying to do my whole life. So I go to I go to Steph and I was like, um, you know, I was, we're, we're going to Jamaica in, I don't know, like five or six months. Um, and I was like, Hey, I was like, 
what are your thoughts on like working out together a couple days a week, like right when you get off of work, just that's how she used to work out. Um, and she kind of like looked at me and she's like, I really don't want to do that. And I was like, well, listen, just because you got blessed with like not having to do anything and eat like a <laughs> six year old and look the way you look, it doesn't mean that I did. And she's like, actually, we are going on vacation. Like I could stand to like tighten up a little. I'm like, okay, great. Like whatever. I was like, and also like, I need some sort of goal in order to get to like the actual goal that like my doctor has set for me. And she goes, listen, if you get back down to 180, 185, you can do whatever you want to me. And I'm like, um, I haven't weighed 180, 185 since like my senior year of high school. Like I, like I, that's, that's unattainable lady, the <laughs> doctor. And she goes, not my problem. She goes, lose some fucking weight. And I'm like, God damn, is that aggressive? <laughs> it's like, fuck me, man. So <clears throat> I have that on one end of me, which is driving me crazy. So, um, but I also, with one of our listeners, I, I made a pact and I have no idea if she's still doing this or not. I, I haven't actually, just, see, I'm a terrible partner in this particular way. Um, but we each kind of made a pact to, to do something, um, you know, like for ourselves and my, my whole thing was well, workout wise. My thing was, I was going to start boxing every day. And, and to this point I have, that's how I've been getting like the majority of my cardio. Anyone who's ever boxed knows that this is just, it's an incredible source of cardio and it's completely draining. However, I've mentioned before how much this house is a piece of shit. Right. And I've mentioned before how you can hear everything from floors in mm -hmm. this house and like if i hit the heavy bag at night like i'm waiting for the house's asshole to fall out like it's absurd um but the other thing that's shitty is in the basement the it's a it's a blow ground basement and the window that leads uh out like outside to like the, the drainage area outside is incredibly thin and you can hear everything so i can hear the fucking nutcase drug addicts who live across the street who apparently don't pay a mortgage. They only pay for stoop use and that's it. I can hear them walking around between like other neighbors houses uh, on either side of me. They're just always like right out front of my house the last like week, week and a half. And I constantly hear them talking. So finally I was like, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. Every time I punch and get towards the end of a round, I'm going to make the absolute opposite sound that you should make. So I'll be like, ah, as loud as I can with every single punch. And then I'll go outside with like a giant bottle of water and a robe. And that's it. And I'll just be like, hey, guys. And they're like, what are you, uh, what are you doing in there? And I was like, mind your fucking business. And then I'll walk back inside and I'll go back. Ah. I'll just start punching. I'm like, this is this is my life now. Is now I wait until I hear them outside. And I was like, there it is. Here it is. Now's my time to go downstairs and fake an orgasm. Never thought that sentence would come out of my mouth, but here we are. And that's become my incentive now because Stephanie is an unattainable get yourself down to 180. And I'm just like, you know what? I know what I can do. I can go and box and towards the end of each round, before I'm done, fake an orgasm for 60 straight seconds and then go outside and make direct eye contact with crazy people until you realize in this story, I perhaps am also a crazy <laughs> individual. Um, 
but uh but that's that's where that's where i'm at man it's it's been a slow week for me i'll tell you i do have another story but i'll tell it after the uh that's one thing i wish i had i wish i had like a a gym partner somebody that could inspire me to do it because i have no interest in going there on my own i've never been a big gym guy yeah, I so there's literally two life. within two blocks. Of me. There's one down there, and there's one on the street the other way. One was across the place. I'm not sure what the other place is, but uh, they're it's, right there. Um, I just have no interest in doing it. So working out is is absolutely like I feel infinitely better. I'm not even talking about physically, but just like mentally when I'm consistently working out, um, and I love it. Once I get into the habit, it's it's creating that habit and creating something to go along with that habit, which for guys like you and I is going with someone, um, you know, it's, it's fucking hard. Like that, yeah. that first month, two months, three months is a fucking nightmare. If you don't have that, if you don't have that ability to, to, to create your own like desire to go and your own fun to be there. Like for me, a big part of it is, you know, every time I've always been, or every time I've been successful, when I've gone back to working out in a gym and not at home has been when I had a partner that I worked out with. And, you know, whether that be, a, a, you know, someone from baseball, whether that be a, a, a girlfriend at the time, um, you know, or neighbors or coworkers, whatever it is, like I had someone there that we could, you know, talk with and communicate with and like someone that would help hold you accountable. Like if I felt like shit one day and didn't feel like going to the gym, it was so easy to just be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not coming, uh, you know, or I'm not going to the gym today. But when you have that accountability layer, I'd have my buddy who would break into my house, walk down, uh, or walk, or walk upstairs to get me and just start throwing pens and highlighters <laughs> at my face. And he, until I woke up and I was like, that's it. He goes, get your ass up. We're going to the fucking gym. I'm like, shit, but it helps, man. It really does. Um, if we lived together, not together, if we lived closer together, we probably still wouldn't go to the gym, but we could think about it. <laughs> we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. Oh, man. You want to do some questions? So we only had a couple in this I week. We only got a couple this week. Everyone, I guess, was uh, busy not asking us questions. That's all right. I'm exhausted anyway. Hi, Shane and Dan. Uh, this person says, For Shane, uh, you've talked about creative writing. Have you ever considered using your life as a basis for your writing? And if so, why should it be called Shanefeld? I just love the fact that someone just, uh, in some way, shape, or form, threw a comparison of Seinfeld to my to my existence. Um yeah, so anyone will tell you, uh, well, most people will tell you anyway, if you are doing creative writing uh, of any kind, and if you are going through some sort of writer's block, um, it is best to write what you know, um, you know, and write your life and, and fictionalize it in some way. Um, you know, there are there are great masterclasses uh, by various different authors and writers, screenplay writers, script writers, things like that. Um, who will tell you, you know, like they just see the world differently. You know, it's, you know, where you and I could sit here and on a podcast and say, okay, this is just two guys, you know, 
sharing a podcast. That's all it is. Like to someone who's clicking creatively, they'll be able to tell a completely different story about what's going on in some fictional capacity that will just be completely gripping. Um, you know, so when I sit down to write and when I try to fictionalize my own existence, I find it extremely difficult to sit there and actually uh, separate the two. Uh, and then, then I just get fucking sad, man. Like, that's not good. Like I'm sitting here and now I'm writing my, like a, an actual journal diary style of my life and I'm being like entirely too authentic and it's a, uh, it's fucking sad. So I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I would love to in some, uh, at some way have a project, um, you know, where, where I can loosely base. And I think that's every writer's, um, I don't want to say like their dream, but it's, it's every writer's desire at some point to write or create something loosely based off of, you know, their life, a character, uh, a scenario, something like that. And then fictionalizing that in a way that tells the story had you made one, one small difference and, and then taking that, that difference and seeing where your life could have gone or what would have happened with that character. Um, you know, so eventually, you know, I hope that I can, I can Shane felt it up for you. And if I ever do, if I ever write something, I I've been asked to, before to, to start a blog, uh, of, of daily storytelling, um, based on the observations of my day. Um, and I have considered it in the past. Uh, but, uh, but at this point I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't hit the level of let me do a daily blog. So we'll see how it all, we'll see how it all works out, but I appreciate the Seinfeldian reference there well done and his second was i read a post on reddit this weekend where someone insisted that a good center would get connected to be a 50 goal scorer and your experience was say is this a level of delusion that is common or was this dimwit overachieving <laughs> i um, think a good center could get connected to 25 to 30 goals i don't think in any um, world is this guy a 50 goal scorer yeah he's not <clears throat> he's definitely not going to be a 50 goal scorer that's that is the delusional aspect of that However, quality center play with actual speed and, and offensive creative ability, I mean, that's going to improve absolutely anyone's play. Take a look at Obi Kubel. We, we've talked about this uh, you know, before. When you sit there and, and you pair decent talent or manageable talent with excellent center play, you're going you're gonna to get the absolute ceiling for that, for those, those wingers. And We've said it before. I've said it before. As much as I dislike Travis Konechny, uh, he is not an untalented hockey player. He's just been unfairly called and expected to be a top line wing, worthless, fucking, absolutely worthless hockey player. But he wouldn't be if he was a second liner, and we had a quality if top you put line. If Connor McDavid, you drag something out of him. But even then, he's just a beneficiary guy. If he could do anything on his own, he would be doing it on his own. But he can't. He shows flashes, but yeah, at this point, two like, years, it's dead. It's over. It's gone. The hope of yeah. connecting is gone. His value is over. It's dead. <laughs> well, again, I mean, look at look at the misfits. You know, the, the the mismanagement of lines and and how many different changes that he's had to play with in the entire roster here in Philadelphia. I would just I would just like to say for any piece on this Philadelphia Flyers team currently or at any part throughout this year or the last few years, place them with competent offensive pieces around them. Uh, speaking specifically forward depths at this point, um, forwards and centers. Um, 
take a look at, at what they are or could be if utilized in a way that makes sense for them. Um, as opposed to this just mishmash of just hell that's been Philadelphia. Do I believe that Travis Konechny is a top line? All where... complimentary players, no stars. Yeah, Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's just, that's what it is. I'm sure most of these guys on good teams could be useful and squeeze something out of them, but, I mean, they're just dudes here. And everyone's yeah. answer is, you know, there was, somebody put a poll, I think it was uh, 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 Morganti on Twitter earlier, uh, said something along the lines of, you know, do you want Gaudreau Forsberg? And everyone's like, wow. You know, we want this guy or this guy or this guy. And it's like, you can get them both for all I care. But if you don't, if you don't have any kind of dynamic center down the middle, you're not going to squeeze the best out of either one of them. It just doesn't make any sense. You need more, need some help here down the middle. And unfortunately, you know, young, talented, you know, dynamic centers don't fall into your fucking laps. And the Flyers have nobody coming to help. They could have got Eichel, but no, we don't need Jack Eichel. We got Sean fucking Couturier. God. Yeah, criminally overrating pieces along the way has been a been a real problem. Uh, this person says, breaking news, media outlets have sources indicating that Noah Kaplan has, in fact, not retiring from Brotherly Pod, contrary to reporting from Adam Schefter. I mean, I he's not retiring. That's not the right word. More like... But it doesn't say that he hasn't been fired. Yeah, exactly. Retiring is not the right word. He yeah, didn't retire. Go out on he didn't do it on terms. his own, that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even take him out like kicking or screaming. We just like just showed up at his at his dorm room. We we're just like, dude, and he goes, I know. And that was it. And we closed <laughs> the door. It was the most anticlimactic firing in the history of Brotherly Pod. We went up there in our very best tuxedos to sit there and fire someone. And this asshat opens the door, puts his head down to the stupid little swimmer's feet, looks up and just goes <laughs> I know. Closes the door, walks away. And that was it. Me and Dan were like, well, I guess we get a burger now. And that's all we did with our lives. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. And we eat the bread we're not supposed to be eating. That's right. <laughs> In front of a gym. Just because we're total masochists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. One, two, four paragraphs of shit this person wants me to read. Uh you know, I stopped doing this. So You did it like twice, like six months ago. <laughs> that's right. So I, I set the bar with two brilliant ones, and uh, and now I got people that are out here doing it every week for me. <sighs> Christ. This person says, Hi, Shane. It's me, your handy-dandy screwdriver. I didn't know your cock could text in. Uh, I just wanted to text in and let you know how hurt I am after your incident uh, with your significant other last week. I am your trusty screwdriver, for God's sake. I mean, here I was excited and happy to tackle that garbage disposal project we were planning, and the moment my case opened, I was so excited and ready to help you out. Much to my surprise, all of a sudden, I was forcefully taken from my case and thrown out of the lawn uh, like a piece of garbage. It was so cold in the elements, and all I kept thinking was, why my best friend would do something uh, like this to me? You hurt my metallic core, Shane. To my core! Uh, I just wanted to let you know uh, that using and abusing me is part of the job, but using me to prove a point to your significant other was not the way I'm supposed to be used, and it hurt my feelings. I hope you never do something like this again that may 
uh, and that maybe we can get back to the good old times like we used to have. I would like an apology. Please, sincerely, you're used, abused, and hopefully still handy to use, Screwdriver. All right. Even if you haven't seen the show, I'm hoping at this point you'll you'll know and understand the reference. But <clears throat> do you remember when uh, the gang writes Chase Utley a letter and Chase Utley has to respond and he legitimately writes it, well, sort of writes a, a letter back to, to Mac? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, that's fine. You just keep on blinking. That's that way I know that the screen is not frozen. Um, here's the thing. Uh, that was fucking brilliant, and I love it, and I am absolutely going to write, and I will issue that apology next pod. That is uh, because, you know what? The screwdrivers are absolutely correct. Like, he did nothing wrong. She, it, metal, gender fluid. It's out there. I apologized, or I should apologize, and thus I will. So next week, a public reading and issuance of my apology to this inanimate object that apparently has found the tools to write in. Well done. Well done. I'm not going to put this on a fucking work calendar. Shane, write an apology to a screwdriver. <sighs> This person says, have you ever had any cool experiences sharing your hockey fandom? Yeah. Um, so, Stephanie now, um, she is, she's a big sports fan as is. Um, you know, it's one of the first ways we were able to kind of connect. Um, however, hockey was not something she had ever watched or been into before. Um, and... It was so it was a Saturday day game against the Hurricane in 2014. Um, Stephanie and I were were just kind of starting to, to to talk or date or whatever it was, and um, I was at work that that Saturday afternoon, and I was or Saturday morning, and I was like, you know what, fuck this, I don't want to be here. I'm taking a day. So I just uh, I left the office and I shot her a text, and I was like, hey, can you be ready in an hour? I want to take you out. Uh, and she had worked, you know, like a late night the night before and shockingly was already awake, which is lovely. Uh, so I picked her up and I took her to a Flyers game. Uh, we sat three rows, uh, three rows from the uh, from the ice uh, in the corner and the Flyers shoot, shoot twice side. It was actually it was Scotty Lawton's first goal. Um, and, you know, I got to sit there and I got to, you know, kind of walk someone through hockey live. Uh, you know, with some of the best athletes in the world, not, you know, all things considered, uh, you know, doing, you know, doing what, what it is that they love. And, and I got to sit there and tell her stories about how I grew up and, and, you know, with hockey and everything like that. And I think there's something about sharing things that you're passionate about with someone that you're in a romantic relationship with that, like when you, they see how you can be passionate about something like hockey or sports or whatever, it, it for them, it's like a, okay, this is like, that's a, that's an emotional capacity that they can reach and they can bring that to me too, or, you know, or to other things. And it makes you that much more interesting. Um, so, you know, that was her introduction to hockey. And now I think she likes hockey more than almost any other sport with the exception of softball. 
um, which is something she still plays. So, but uh, actually, I have a, a an autographed photo framed from Lawton's first goal uh, with us. It was so I ordered it because the print it showed the whole the whole photo. Uh, however, the framed photo that I got was two seats too far this way mm. so we were cut out so i had to reach back out to the vendor and i was like hey i'm so sorry do you have one that's like two seats the other way uh and so they're like oh my god i'm so sorry like sure so they sent me one uh and it was it, it only had me it didn't have her and i'm like <laughs> god damn it so i finally i send it back again and i'm like this was her first game you know i wanted to get something nice uh you know to, to kind of remember that by it's cool that we were in this shot um and they were like all right let me see what else we got so they sent me one uh and they sent me the first one back again i was like well i'm not going to bother them again but uh it was still it was still a quality gift uh it was still cool that uh that we were able to theoretically be in a photo for uh for one of our first dates so it was cool i think one of the coolest experiences i had was right before the pandemic hit i was grocery shopping and i was wearing a detroit red wings chris chelios jersey okay. and which is kind of a no-no as a flyers fan i realize that but um <laughs> I, I i liked that era of red wings hockey and i met an old guy in a grocery store when i was there and and he was like oh my god you know his eyes lit up and he had to be in his i don't know maybe late 70s or so and he lived in detroit during that era of hockey you know, and was a huge Red Wings fan and, and experienced all that stuff live when it was at the games. And, you know, just we were talking for fuck 25 minutes, just standing there talking about you know, awesome. hockey. And I, that, was, that was really cool. That was a cool, uh, cool little moment um, to, you know, have somebody like that who was clearly uh, very passionate about the game. And you know, to see a Red Wings jersey here this time of day is, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. Did, so Did you give him the jersey? I did not. No. Yeah. That's awesome, though. That's uh, that's always cool when you can uh, when you can do that. Uh, you know, make a connection out there. I uh, also in a grocery store, I made a connection. Uh, I was wearing a Colt McCoy, my Colt McCoy autographed jersey uh, for the. Uh, uh, it was it's a Longhorns jersey, and someone goes, "Is that a uh, is that a Colt McCoy jersey?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes." Yes, it is. And he goes, that is the best thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, thank you. No one else gives a damn. <laughs> Just you and me. Yeah, I've gotten that over the years with some of my wacky Flyers jerseys I wore. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool. Though. Is that an okay Tollefson jersey? Well, yes, it is. <laughs> thank you for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> happened, uh, happened a couple of times over the years. Uh, this person says... Uh, does Shane have any hidden talents? Eating a dozen donuts in five minutes doesn't count. That's a... Wow, that's rude. I wish First I thought of, all, of that joke, but that's rude. <laughs> you know what? I don't know that I could do that. Can you? Five minutes? No. Yeah, I don't think Maybe I like could. six or seven. Those like French crawlers, the like real like airy, fluffy ones that are just fucking delicious. I, I think donuts like... are the only sweets that I even kind of semi-regularly eat. I'm not a sweets I eat, guy. Uh... Never was. Neither am I. I, I mean, donuts I eat like... Probably, like, you know, grab one in the morning every once in a while. Or, or like a Danish or something. But <clears throat> beyond that, yeah. not really. 
I'm pretty much the same. Doesn't Donuts um, have five minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could do it, Maybe honestly. Like Especially now. Like, <laughs> could you imagine, like, showing up to the next doctor's appointment? Like, I feel like she would just know. <laughs> next She'd week's episode like, of Flyers, um, like, chat, we sit here and eat a dozen donuts so you can do it faster. Well, we could each get six, and then we just we say that, that feels like Flyer, Flyer Side Chat collectively, like as a unit, <laughs> we perform the task. There we go. We made it happen. Um, I, I don't think that I could do that. Hidden talents, though. Um, let's see. Uh, hmm. <laughs> this is the same guy, by the way, who last week uh, thought you looked like a guy who uh, used a Oh, my reading. God. Yeah. Looked like a guy. Uh, I can sing and play guitar. Actually, I can play like six instruments now that I think about it. Huh. Hidden talents. I don't know. You got any hidden talents? I got to think about this. Hidden talents? I don't think so. Yeah, I feel All like... All my talents are on display because that's the only thing I got. Let's... <laughs> You're a handsome man, Dan. What are you talking about? You got a voice oh. built for radio and I write. I'm a music teacher. That's about it. Yeah, I don't know. So I am a... Uh... I don't know. I I have my interests just all across, uh, really all across the board. You know, I, I have musical talents. I have athletic talents. I, I have, you know, writing talents. I have academic talents. Um, but I'm not, like, excellent at anything. I'm, like, just good enough for someone to say, yeah, you know, you'll look like a guy with a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where I'm at with those types of things. Um so, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, I can do a word search really fast. That's about it. Yeah. That's all I got. I'll have to think on that though. I feel like everyone's got a hidden talent that we're like, that even we are not like consciously aware of, but when we think about it, maybe it'll happen. Dude, stop squinting. All right. I sent you one dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a joke, by the way. No, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I I needed a medical opinion, and I went to the, the to the dickspert. All right, <laughs> I just I needed. Good. That was another thing. Fuck her for that, by the way. <laughs> I was so pissed off. <laughs> so I fell asleep. Uh, like I dozed off watching the game last night, um, and I guess my dog was was just chewing on this like stuffed pickle toy in a Santa Claus hat. And I, I guess like where he left it was just on my junk. Uh, and so Stephanie like came in the room and I texted Dan this. Um, and like, I now I can't even fucking remember. She asked me if like, she asked me if I had a growth spurt or if I wanted to know what it was like to be well hung and i was like fuck you holy shit that was just hurt me right to the soul god i was pissed off so i sent dan a picture of my actual dick to make sure that it was you know it was okay and you know what he said that we're uh pretty anatomically similar he and i (laughs) yeah i appreciate you looking into that by the way and i'll i i did get the cream that you that you suggested so thanks no problem. Clear that one right up. This person says, Dear Casey, I recently found out 
Uh, I recently found myself at a crossroads in my life. Actually, not joking, as I've recently moved out of Philly, which has been great. But find myself having to leave a job I've loved for seven years and wonder, where does a single gentleman at age 34 look for a new beginning? Short of signing a fat contract with the Coyotes, please play that new record by MGK. Thanks. First so of all, who's Casey? What's, what's the actual question? Uh, where does a single gentleman at 34 look for new beginning? So I don't know if this is a, a serious question or not. Uh, or but if addressed it, to another show, maybe. <laughs> but if it is, um, one, good for you. Uh, I, I think that that's... It takes... It takes a lot, and especially if you've been rooted in something for seven years. The longer you're with something or, or, or involved in something, the harder it is to to kind of walk away, even when you know it's time. So I'm sure that after seven years, like it's probably been time for the last couple, uh, and you just kind of got yourself to a place where you know where you think that you know, you you can walk away and and you can kind of reinvent yourself, if you will. Um, which I think is awesome. Uh, I, I think that uh, like right now you're, you're in a place where the job market is so inviting that people don't want to work yet, which is crazy. Um, that even if you just needed to get some side hustle jobs uh, and go do things that you enjoy, you know, like you, you could, if you like restaurant work and you just like that environment or that scene, like those jobs are out there and you will make good money. Um you know, if you want to get yourself into an actual career again or go back to school, like the opportunities, they're there. Um, so I think it's awesome. So 34 years old, uh, kudos to you. You know, I, I did it at 32, um, you know, taking the switch over into the career that I am in right now, whilst also going through uh, school a little bit later in life. So, um, you know, anyone who has the, the courage to do that and make that decision, it's um, just good on you. Uh, and also Machine Gun Kelly. I'm still fucking pissed off that I like that album as much as I do. Uh, really pisses me off. I think that was how he ended that with the Machine Gun Kelly thing. Um, not sure. Okay. Are you, re- are you reading another one right now, or are you still analyzing my penis? No, still analyzing. Oh, well. That's the longest anyone's ever looked at it. You know, usually <laughs> Steph closes her eyes or turns the lights off, so. It's like a fucking crime scene down there. How'd your um, therapy appointment go? Did the guy quit because you read him all your wacky shit? No, he laughed the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. He was like, you have to see how, how this, that, like, this is not normal. And I'm like, I don't think that you can tell me that, like, as a therapist. Like, I don't think you're, like, <laughs> like allowed to sit there and say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, he laughed the entire time. Uh, he had said that, uh, he had said that, like, with, at a certain point in at least every other story that I had told him or every other point that I had brought up, uh, he thought that he knew where the story was going and I took it just that one step further that he wasn't expecting. Uh, and it became laugh out loud funny to him, uh, which 
I very much so appreciate because I really like Anthony Jeselnik. And one of the things uh, about his standup that I love is the fact that I sit there and throughout his whole joke, I try to sit there and think, what's the craziest punchline he could provide right now? And he still always outdoes me. So that's what I got to be for my therapist for, for the afternoon, which or for the evening, it was fucking great. Um, but he did, he did give me, uh, he did give me more, more homework for this week. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm clearly not cl- fixed yet or whatever. You know what I'm um, saying? <laughs> <laughs> now he, he was, you know, he, in all seriousness, he, he had said that, you know, it was good that I could sit there and take an assignment that, um, is like, there was serious notes to it, like as to, to why he was having me do this exercise. And I knew that, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I certainly took some liberties, uh, and acted a little more insane than my natural self would be specifically for comedic effect. Um, but you know, it was, it like, there's always positive growth from, from those therapy sessions and things like that. So even, even with another grown ass man sitting across from me, who's not supposed to tell me that I'm insane, telling me that I'm insane and that laughing in my face throughout this entire I process. That's the exact word I used last week as well. So it, I think it was actually, yes. um, now that you say that, but <laughs> yeah, you know, gotta love it. Yeah. Did, uh, so I think we, we're supposedly got another one in unless maybe that was the one. Um, we didn't get anything else. All right. Maybe that was the one then that last one came in at eight forty, So yeah. So that was probably that. I just wanted to make sure that we, uh, we got to that person's question, but, um, all right. So I did have one more story, uh, for the week. Uh, and actually, it in part runs with one of the questions that we had gotten So uh, about creative writing. Um, as I have documented on this show for the last several weeks, I've been in a bit of a rut. Um, while I've had like some couple day spurts here or there uh, where I've been able to string some ideas together and start some projects, um, by and large, like very unsuccessful, not starting and completing anything. Um, you know, so a lot of licking the tip and no completions. Um, been it's been frustrating so one of the things that uh, that i was trying to do is to kind of change the environment and change up my routine so i've i've never i've never worked from home for one um and i've always had the routine of leaving the house you know five six seven days a week on purpose um and now that i don't have that need and covid's still a thing i really don't leave the house very often at all um and as much as you try to change your environment within the home, like you really, you, you can't. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick a diner. And cause I used to do this years ago when I worked in, in theater industries. Um, you know, I, I get out of work at one, two, three in the morning and, and I just, I go to the diner, have a cup of coffee or whatever, just hang out for a bit, unwind and then go home. And that was kind of my routine. So I was like, all right, I am, I'm going to go. I'm going to start going like a couple days a week to a diner, uh, give myself an hour when I get there and I'm just going to write, you know, I'm going to disappearing chick. No, I went to a different diner. Um, so I go the first day, uh, you know, I sit at the, at the little bar there. Um, you know, I order coffee and I order the breakfast and and I open up the, you know, open up the MacBook and I start, 
I start kind of typing away. And <clears throat> so I'm sitting there and I'm writing, uh, and the, not the waitress who was working the bar section, but a neighboring waitress, uh, had come over at, at one point to refill my coffee and she had asked it, you know, asked what I was working on. Um, you know, and I told her, I was like, you know, I've just been kind of in a rut, you know, creatively. So I'm just trying to shake some things up and, and get myself back into a, back into a rhythm, back into a routine. Um, so, you know, she takes a small interest in that. I appreciated that. And I was like, all right, that's good. So, I go back two days later. Um, you guys, know, you know, sit back down at the breakfast bar. I'm there this time. That waitress who would come over to refill the coffee, she was in uh, in the bar area section. So, you know, I sit down. Uh, you know, she comes over and she goes, "Oh, you writing today?" Um, I said, "Yeah." You know, I said, "I'm just going to order first. So I order. Um, you know, I open up the open up the computer again. And I start typing. So." she comes over before I leave that second day and she was like, you know, it really looked like you were in a good groove there. Like you were like, you just, I don't think your fingers ever stopped typing. Um, and I was like, all right, well, thank you. I was like, this is, and for the record, like it is kind of helping, um, you know, getting, just getting out there, changing my environment and, and just trying to think a little bit differently and write a little differently. <clears throat> so I go back again uh, the next day. And so this is now my third day there. She's behind the bar thing again. Um, I'm sitting there typing away. She comes over and she goes, you know, have you written anything that I would have read? And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Like <laughs> I have not, I'm not that, not, I'm you ever not, heard of Harry Potter? Uh, yeah, <laughs> not that. Um, but I was like, I was like, no, I like, I, I appreciate the fact that you think that I'm an actual writer. I'm certainly not. I was like, this is just something I do for a hobby. Um, and she goes, well, you know, obviously you're, you know, you're really, you're interested in this, you know, because you're here, you know, often now and you're determined to write. And she's like, and I think that's awesome. And I was like, well, I appreciate it. So, <clears throat> you know, she comes over and we're chatting like throughout like the thing and we're starting to, to talk a little bit more, which is good. Like, cause I'm, I'm talking to new people. Right. Um, and that helps kind of stimulate creativity. Um, so <clears throat> we, you know, we're, we're talking throughout, throughout this third visit here. Um, and I, I go to shut the computer and she opens it back up and she's just like, no, she goes, I like, you look like you were in the middle of a thought. And she's like, it doesn't matter that like your alarm went off. She's like, do you have somewhere to go? You don't strike me as someone who has somewhere to go. And I was like, I don't really know how to. <laughs> you look I don't like really a guy who to... doesn't have anywhere to go. That is basically the equivalent of that. Yes. <laughs> but she's, <laughs> you know, she's like, I was like, I don't really know how to take that. Um, I was like, I, I do like I do work like I, I have I, I do have to, you know, go home and, and and get to work, get to the office, you know, quote unquote. Um, and she was just like, I think you should stay for at least another half hour. She's like, just stay. She's like, your breakfast is on me today. Uh, and she's like, and if nothing comes to you after the first five minutes or you can't continue this thought that you were in, go ahead and, and check out like you're good. And, you know, I'll see you the next time you're here. 
so I, I keep writing. Um, and, and it worked like just that challenge of someone sitting there and saying like, no, you're not done. Like, keep going. Um, I was like, all right, this is, I said, this is great. So I go for, for the fourth visit this is there the next day. And I was kind of stuck on, on where I was going. And she noticed that. Um, so I closed the laptop again when the breakfast came out. So, you know, I sit there, I'm eating, she comes over and she's just leaning on the, on the counter opposite of me and she's talking, you know, and she's just like, you know, well, what do the people who have read your work so far think about it? And I was like, no one knows anything that I've written. Everything I've ever put out there has been under like some sort of writing alias because I don't know, like, I don't know that I could take what it is that someone else would say, because writing is the thing that I'm essentially most passionate about, but it terrifies me. And she was like, I think you need to hear actual feedback. She's like, what would you say if I read something? She's like, and if, if you don't like what I have to say, or if it terrifies you too much, like you can go find another diner. It's not like they're not everywhere. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. I was like, you know, I, here we go. So I open up the MacBook and I open up, you know, uh, you know, my creative writing files. And I'm like, look, these are started projects. These are completed ones. Pick whatever the fuck you want. Don't tell me, but just go ahead and read a little bit of whatever it is. So I don't know at this point what she's decided to read. I'm just sitting here shitting my pants about <laughs> letting someone read something that I've written. And I'm sitting here and she's kind of, she's laughing to herself and I don't know how to take that because I don't know what piece she's reading. Uh, and now I'm just getting anxious cause I don't know what's happening. Uh, and I, I kind of turn to like, look and see what it is that she's reading. And she turns the computer and she goes, no, 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 I'm not done. And all of a sudden this like kind of laughter that she had and this like joyousness starts like shifting a little bit. And she goes, she gets this like kind of like look and then she's reading lines and looking at me <laughs> and reading lines and looking at me <laughs> and reading more lines and looking at me and then slowly closing the laptop and like pulling one of these guys where she's just like, pushing that back whilst getting out of the seat and walking back around the breakfast bar without saying a word. And I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> happened? I was like, I like, this is the, I should, I should have never let anyone read anything. I, I, I don't know what the fuck this is. Um, and she comes, she starts like going back to other people and, and everything. And like 10 minutes later, she comes back and she's like, so do you want your check? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I, I have to ask, like, what, what happened? And she goes, did you write a story about me? And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> it's like, I just met you. She's like, that's why I'm creeped out. And I'm like, hold, hold on. And I go and I open up my computer 
and I see the story that she opened up has a character who was a waitress at the diner whom I, I say has fuck me eyes. Uh, like it's a very sexual piece. And th- that particular character is extremely sexualized uh, and like very desirable to a male reader. Um, and for female readers for that matter, like fem- like this is like, this is that, that character that grabs you. Um, and she's sarcastic and witty and charming. And she's, and she's smart. She's all these things in this like five page uh, starting piece that I had. And I was like, Whoa, this is not one. I'm glad you see yourself in this character. She's a great character. She's one of the characters I'm most proud of in my writing time. I said, but this is, I was like, look at the, look at the date. I swear to God. I was like, I turned the computer around. I was like, look at the save date. Look at the save date. It's two and a half years old. I've never fucking been here. And she's like, I started working here two and a half years ago. And I was like, I can't fucking win. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I swear to God. I was like, I did not. If you, I, again, like, sorry, you see yourself in this character or am I not sorry? I don't really know. Should I be sorry? Are you upset right now? Are you just like, I don't know. I'm engaged. Like, I just... (laughs) I know that deck came out wrong and I was like, I'm freaking the fuck out at this point. Cause I'm like, I just, I, I'm about to get like banned from this fucking diner. <laughs> so she start and like, I just start seeing her like starting to like choke and like giggle. And she's just like, I fucking knew that you wrote it two and a half years ago. She goes, I just wanted to scare you. I'm like, you are the bitch in the story. <laughs> I was so fucking scared, but uh, it was so I went back today um, after taking a day off from there. Um, but uh, but I went back from there and she actually asked me if I had written any more of that particular story because she really wanted to see where it went, which I appreciated. So um, but yeah, that was next diner story uh, and creative writing bit. And first time that i've i've let anyone read anything of mine and uh and the experience didn't leave me dead maybe like heart palpitations but then again what doesn't these days so that's where i'm at in life okay (laughs) oh christ any last minute questions no take a look man nope fair you let us down this week fuckers well, where's I mean, Mark been? He's been texted in quite a few. Weeks. Yeah, he hasn't. Um, he hasn't thrown any reviews in. I he called me. I want to say like two weeks ago, maybe. I think he no. He called me right after the. Oh wow, I guess it's longer than that. He called me right after the Christmas episode. I think he called me that next week. It's been like five, six weeks. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, it's the week before Christmas. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. All right, so yeah, I guess he called me around around New Year's, so about a month ago. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about that episode and just you know things in general, um, but I haven't uh, I haven't heard much from him since. I should call him. I'm gonna call him tomorrow. That's what I'm gonna do. Check in on him, see how he's doing. That's what I love, by the way. Uh, so I, I've developed a, a relationship at this point and exchanged numbers with several of our listeners. Um, and I love that that's like the environment created with Brotherly Pod uh, on a on another serious note. Um, you know, the fact that uh, that I have friendships now with with people that I still have yet to meet because of COVID uh, in the actual real world. But it's it's pretty cool to connect with different people with, you know, some like interests, some dis- different 
um, and to know that it all kind of started at, at, at this platform. It's pretty awesome. So to all of you with whom I have shared numbers with, um, I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Okay. Anything else? Nope. All right. All right, everybody. <laughs> Call it a day here. Um, I don't know what I'm doing this week. I think I got Anthony on Wednesday. I think we had a frequent flyer on Friday. I think Mike is just going to lose his little mind this week. So, yep. I got a pimple on my ass. <laughs> okay, I was worried about a home invader there for a second, and you're worried about pimples in your ass. I'm just fucking around. I don't have a pimple on my ass. Seemed like a funny thing to say. Okay. Oh my god. Small other side note. Um you haven't what seen is the gentleman. I don't know, man. I can't I'm we're not in the studio together as yeah, much as we should be. So for anyone who's ever seen the gentleman, um there is there's a group, um oh my god, I can't remember. I can't remember what the hell the group is actually called, but uh, they're the boxers in it that um, Colin Farrell is uh, is like the head person of. But they wear like these very like br- British uh, like track suits. Um, and I told Steph like a year and a half, two years ago, whenever the movie came out, that I was going to buy one of those track suits. And she was not pleased with me and believe and did not believe me. So I waited for a sufficient enough time to pass and bought one. Dan. Shane. I bought a large. <laughs> it says large on the tag. And it's four sizes too small. It is four sizes too big. Hmm. I thought for certain I bought I bought a size smaller thinking these will be a little tight on me so it'll be really uncomfortable for Steph when she comes <laughs> home and sees me. She'll be like that's a lot of your unit that I'm seeing and also your stomach. Like I was trying to make it as uncomfortable as possible for her to come home. And I mean I looked more like George Costanza who draped himself in velvet than anything. The pants are like 8 inches too long. <laughs> both at the feet and in the crotchal area, (laughs) the jacket itself. Like I'm pretty sure that I could like put another me in it. Like it's, and it's weird. It's not even like a long, like I would assume that if it were big, it would be big in all directions, right? Like the sleeves would be too long. Like the, like the length of the, the jacket would be like below my ass cheeks or something. No, the sleeves, perfect length. The length of the torso, perfect length. The width of the sleeves and the torso, it's like nine of them. And I'm like, it looks like it was built for like a 5'7 Oompa Loompa. Like, <laughs> it's a Goldie jersey. It's the same dude, length as 58, but it's just <laughs> exactly feet long. Yeah. horrifying. <clears throat> yep. Oh my God, man. I was so pissed off. I was so excited. So I ordered an, a different pair, but I ordered a small. So I got to wait for it to, for it to get in see if I can go through with it. <sighs> okay. 
I think that's all I got, man. Okay. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I anymore. I just the more I just look around this office and shit reminds me of other shit, and I'm like, ah, fuck. All right, everyone. Did I give it? Uh, yeah, the shows this week and whatnot. Um, I'll have to see what the fuck's going on with all these. The Flyers play the next few weeks, but it's kind of yeah. just sprinkled in, which is annoying. I was hoping for me on my three weeks off, but maybe I play twice every week. Got Winnipeg tomorrow, play Detroit twice next week, two games the following week, two games the following week. So, <sighs> boys, work is never done. But, uh, yeah, plenty of stuff on the website, working on some cool stuff now. My shoulder's fucking killing me. And, um, yeah. At Dan the Flyer Fan, at Brotherly Puck, at Brotherly underscore pod. You can check out Hard Countdown. I got to update that for the first time in a month and a half the other day. <laughs> that was neat. But, uh, yeah. Shane! 267-227-0328. Texas fuckers. Bitches. Bitches they, and fuckers. They can get a week off. It's been like a month straight of like a dozen questions a show. We were doing good there for a while. And these fucking we were afternoon doing well. shows happened and... I, it did throw some things off. Up. Yeah. It did throw some stuff off. But I think in hindsight, we probably should have done Tuesday afternoon instead of Monday. And we should have sold it as though the questions were still for Monday night. So their work never changed. <laughs> Just ours. Yeah, that's probably true. But I don't know. Anyway, Honestly. you guys can get me on Twitter. It's at Shane underscore Mead. Uh, you can DM me. We can swap numbers. I don't care. Uh, he sends dick pics now. So if you're uh... <laughs> also, I should clarify. <laughs> I sent a picture of the dog toy, not my actual unit. Um, I do not know if we are similarly sized. <laughs> this is this was all for comedic purposes. I will not flood you. No one should send a dick pic. Let's just start with that. Um, they're just hideous things, but. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, it, well, that's a weird transition to say we can swap numbers and chat. Uh, but <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll say I'll save that for next week. Next week, when I didn't end something like that, I'll say that we can swap numbers and chat. Anyway, you can get me on on Twitter. It's at Shane underscore Mead. All right, everyone. And on that note, until Fuck. next time, goodbye and good night. <laughs> <laughs>